Well, welcome to the Wednesday night service. Praise God. This is the day the Lord has made. We're going to just rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to see what God has to say to us today. Tonight at our Wednesday night service, God's going to move. He's going to speak to us. You know, God is speaking all the time. Sometimes we're just not listening. But, you know, He is making through this crisis that we're having, He is making His body aware an awareness. It's a different set. It's a reset. It's things for us to take hold of, things for us to yield to the Spirit, things for His voice to enter, to speak to us, to direct us. And you know, we're looking for that in a wider variety of different avenues than we have in the past because we're, we're stepping up to a new level. How about that? Well, anyway, we are and we know this, change is here. Change is here. Supernaturally, changing the natural on the supernatural. And that's what we believe we can have. But we are a three-part being. You know, you and I, we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. We have to have this earth suit to live in while we're here. And our soulish realm is our mind, our emotions, and our intellect. And the Spirit is the real you. That's the person inside of you that gets born again. God's kingdom, God's Godhead, is three parts as well. It is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It is a he. It is a he. Sometimes you pick up different translations and it say the Holy Spirit it. But it's not the Godhead three-part, three-person. Uh, there's three baptisms as well. There's the baptism into Christ. That's when we get saved. That's our salvation. There's the baptism to salvation. There's the baptism in the water, which we're baptized in water, to show our inward grace of what we've received. And then we're baptized into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit coming up on us to fill us, as we'll get into here. And now some say, well, you know what? When I got saved, I had all the Holy Spirit that there was to have. Well, really, we don't. Now, we have the Holy Spirit in a measure, in a measure, but the infilling is more. There's more. There's always more, of course. So we're going to go over some things here concerning that. In John 14, 17, it refers to that measure that I was talking about, the salvation measure. Uh, and it says, You shall know him, know him, for he shall dwell in you, with you, and shall be in you. When you get saved, you've you got the Holy Spirit in that measure. He comes in to assure you that you are the child of God, to bear witness with you. So he's in you, he's with you, he's for you in salvation. And then uh, in the next uh, uh, chat verse is Acts 1, and it's verse 5 and 8. And John truly baptized with water. That's the water that we were talking about up here. But you shall be baptized in just a few days after this, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus didn't do one thing. He didn't do one miracle until he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's the power source. Why did Jesus not do all of this? 
when he was 20 or 25 or so on <clears throat> because he waited for the power source of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which we know that John baptized Jesus in water, <clears throat> and when John baptized him in water, uh, the Holy Spirit came up on him. It wasn't a dove, but it was like a dove coming up on. The Holy Spirit came up on him. And the verse 8 says, <clears throat> And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit's come up on you. So Jesus waited until the power source came. And then all those miracles began to happen in his life. The first one, of course, turning the water into wine and on. Now there's two different experiences here with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwelling in you, like we said, is when he comes in you to baptize you in Christ Jesus for with salvation. The Holy Spirit coming up on you as it did, as Jesus, the dove came up on, the, the Spirit came, it looked like a dove, it wasn't. It came up on him. That was the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That was the power source that Jesus received. So let me give you an example between the two. Say I have a glass of water here and I'm thirsty. But say I have three drinks of water. Well, you can't say I don't have water in me, but I'm not full of the water because the glass is three-fourths of the way full. So I have this water in a measure, <laughs> as the Spirit in a measure, but I don't have the fullness because I haven't received the fullness. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's your prayer language. That's a power source. That's a hotline to heaven. That's your connection with the Father. He is a spirit. You are a spirit. You can't invite him in for a cup of coffee or to sit down and socialize, so to speak. But in the spirit, you can. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and he fills you with that heavenly language, then you can pray out the mysteries and secrets. You can make that connection to the other marvelous things that the Spirit has for you. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 talks about we receive maybe tons of angels, men, but it's your spirit language that he puts in you for the power source. He's got it for each one of us, of course. And so, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the nine gifts. Well, that's an open door to the other avenues that God wants to use each one of us in. The gifts and callings are in all of us, but we have to bring them forth. By praying in the Holy Spirit, it's a much better avenue to bring in the Spirit with the Holy Spirit to his spirit, and connection there is made. Acts 2, 2 through 4. <clears throat> and suddenly, this was when they were in the upper room, and he told them, now you wait here, you just tarry here until the power source comes, until you're filled with the Spirit, filled with the Spirit. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it set up on each one of them. Remember the dove came up on Jesus. This set up on them. Uh, and they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost is the same thing. 
Some refer Holy Spirit, some Holy Ghost. But they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit that that they just received, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so you go ahead. Well, let me just explain that a little bit first. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, as they were, he came, he came up on you and into your reborn spirit. The Holy Spirit in your reborn spirit, which he was there in that measure, we know. And so now he promotes down in you words, words down in your belly area. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So in the belly area, in your spirit man, he gives you words to say. He gives you the words, the utterance to say, as he gave them utterance. So when that utterance comes in the belly area, it comes up to your mouth. It does not come up to your head. It is not a mental thing. It is a spirit thing. The spirit. So he comes up to your mouth. That's one little part you have to do. When he fills you, he comes up, 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 up. That language comes right there, and you just speak it right out. And that's your hotline to heaven, your power source, the same power source that Jesus received to do all that he did. For he said, the things that I do shall you do also. And so we need what he had. So anyway, in Acts 8, 12 through 17, uh, Philip was uh, preaching down in Samaria concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus. And they were all baptized, both men and women. Well, they got saved and they got baptized in water. But they didn't receive the Holy Spirit then. So when the apostles that were in Jerusalem had learned that they got saved and they had got baptized in water, they sent Peter and John down to them to lay hands on them because the Holy Spirit had not yet fallen upon them. So he sent Peter and John to go down, lay hands on them, that they might receive the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. So... In Acts 9, 4, and 6, they did receive the Holy Spirit when hands were laid on them. But in Acts 9, 4, and 6, we see Saul. Remember Saul, who later be be known as Paul? Was probably about 10 years difference in probably from Acts 2 until Acts 9 and 10 and on. Several years had passed. People are still receiving. So Saul, later known as Paul, was on the road to Damascus, and he heard a voice and a bright light, and the voice spoke loudly, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus that you persecute. I'm Jesus that you persecute. And so he said, Why are you kicking against the pricks? Why are you doing this? So when Paul fell to the ground, Saul, Paul, fell to the ground, he was blinded with that light, like scales might have been over his eyes. And he could not see. And the Lord said, Arise and go down to the city, and then I'm going to tell you what to do. And they had to get him up. They had to stand him up because he was blind. He could not see. So at the same time, there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. 
See, God connects points from here to here. Everybody a connection. When we go, he's speaking to somebody that would be ready to receive or likewise for us as well. So uh, in Acts 10 through 12 and 17 through 18, there was a disciple uh, in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord spoke to Ananias. And he said to him, Ananias, go down to the street called Straight. And there's going to be a man named Saul of Tarsus. And you will, you will, he's seen you coming in a vision. He already knows you're coming. And you're going to lay hands on him that he might receive his sight, his vision. And of course, Ananias knew this is the fellow that's killing Christians here. Hey, but God said, no, it's okay. He's my chosen vessel. So Ananias laid hands on Saul, which is now known as Paul. And he did receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It does not say here that Paul did speak in tongues. So how do we know he did? Well, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18, Paul said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. And he was there in that Corinth church to set some order. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is our ever-present help our ever-present guide to know. So, you know, and we have benefits with the Holy Spirit. You know, so many times people receive the Holy Spirit and maybe through busyness or other things in life or whatever, they just kind of lay it down. They don't mean to, maybe. They're excited to receive it. They've got that evidence. They've got that prayer language. But sometimes they just lay it down and they don't use it. And it's really of no benefit when it lies dormant. So the one of the benefits, and there's many, just a couple of them or three I'll share with you. In Romans 8, verses 26 through 27, he said, praying in line with God's will. You might say, well, I don't know God's will. Well, the Holy Spirit does. And because he does and he's in you, you can you can know that. And you know, earth don't have a problem that heaven don't have an answer for. But the answers many times come from flowing in that heavenly language to pray out those mysteries and secrets of knowing, knowing intimately, having that intimate relationship, sitting to pray in the Spirit, to sing in the Spirit, sing in English, Pray in English, pray in the Spirit, sing in the Spirit. When you make that intimate time with the Master, He makes that intimate time with you. And so He flows with you. You talk. It's communication, and He does as well. And in Romans 8, 26, 27, praying in His will, it says, Likewise, the Holy Spirit helpeth in our weaknesses or our infirmities. For we don't know how to pray as we ought, Ought, but the Holy Spirit in us intercedes with us. If you look at the Greek translation, it says the Holy Spirit will take hold together with you against the issue, against the problem, against the circumstances in your life, against the circumstances, family, marriage, finances, healing. He's the director, the healer, the protector. He's all we need. We just take him. In Isaiah 28, uh, 11 and tw through 12, praying in the Spirit is a refreshing. Did you ever think, oh, 
you just felt so tired or you just felt kind of blah, so to speak. Praying in that spirit, it'll refresh you. It's like a fresh breath of air. It's praying out. It's meeting with the Master. And it's such a refreshing time to do that. 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 15 through 17. Tongues is for thanksgiving. You know, he said, enter into my gates with thanksgiving, into my courts with praise. We should do that. We can give him praise. We can praise him in the Spirit. We can thank him in the Spirit or in English. So remember when, when you receive that Spirit, that language, as I said, comes up. Now you have that. Now you can use that to communicate with the Master to receive what you have need of. Jude verse 20, for example, only one little chapter, verse 20, says it would edify you. The Spirit, praying in the Spirit, builds you up. It edifies you. If the battery on your car is dead, you need jumper cables or something to charge it up. The Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit, will charge your battery, will refresh you, well, you can pray the perfect will of God when you didn't know how before. So, as we close this Wednesday night service, I just say to you, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know, you, know, you want Jesus. You need Jesus. He needs you. He needs you in the kingdom. So to just receive Him, Romans 10, 9 and 10, just say, Lord, come into my heart. Be my God. Be my Savior. Forgive me. You know, take my life, Lord, and just do something with it. Then, if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that power source that we all need, just ask Him now. Lord, fill me now with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in my heavenly language. And then you listen right in your belly, and it comes right up to your mouth. You just speak it out. And it's forever yours. And you can use it forever too. Well, praise God. Thank you for listening. And have a blessed rest of the night and the days ahead. Because Jesus loves you. And we here at Legacy Church does as well. Thank you.